Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. There we go. <sighs> Dude, I'm beat. Um... Me too, man. I had a late night watching the game, and then I got – I Tuesday mornings are always tough for me. I got to get up so early. I got a meeting in the mornings, 7 a.m. meetings, and I got to be there. They just changed that rule the past couple months. It used to be online, so I just put on a you know, nice shirt, sit in my chair, you know, now I got to like drive and it's like a 20 minute drive. So oh, you know, you no. gotta, I got to get like ready. And luckily, like we eat breakfast during the meeting. So I just got to shower and change or put clothes on and I go. So oh, as a guy, I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> that's nice. Hey, yeah. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. We still haven't at my job. We still haven't changed into in-person meetings. Still over teams. But mainly, dude just been stuck in this dilemma and honestly i i want to talk about this because maybe you know somebody out there is going through this as well but mainly also because i need some opinions some some points here some pointers here some different perspectives so me and i are currently going through the relocation like decision um the problem is at this exact moment, as we speak, we don't have a hundred percent of the information. We have a good overview, but not a hundred percent of the information. So essentially she has two ways of getting her relocation done. One way is through a lump sum. The other way is through a managed cap relocation, which <laughs> essentially is when the, her employer has a company companies they work with specifically for relocation and essentially they handle every that relocation company handles everything and pays the funds whatever your expenses are they tell you what you can and can't spend those funds on but essentially they do all the work for you and all that jargon whereas the lump sum you get the money directly in a lump sum and you can do whatever you want with it here's some catches some pros and cons for each lump sum you're getting taxed you're yeah taxed taxed heavy yeah. manage cap if you go that way the company uh i think they call it taxes it up to where the amount they offered her they'll honor the full she'll be able to use that full amount that makes okay. sense yeah. Okay. And so we've kind of been, like I said, we don't have a hundred percent of the information yet. What, how the whole process works on, obviously the lump sum is kind of self-explanatory. You know, you get a lump sum, it's taxed. Here's your money. Somehow get your ass over here. <laughs> like essentially is what it is. Get your ass over here somehow. <laughs> and so it's more of the managed cap part what details all go into that but essentially the the services they offer is obviously they'll pay they'll they'll they have a moving company they work hand in hand with they'll pay for that everything's paid for directly like we don't see any of the money it's just kind of we just know we tell them like oh yeah we're moving on this day and 
whatever they said there's a fund in there they could have uh our cars shipped over there um they have a spouse employee assistance so they'll help me find a job over there um all this other little things but that real estate people that'll help us find find a place to live mm-hmm. whatnot um they'll pay for a visit for us to visit over there fly us over there to look at where we want to live pay for the hotel to stay there while we look at where we want to live um also disadvantage i kind of think on the lump sum side we have to pay all the cost up front they don't give us the lump they don't give me the lump sum until within the first month of her starting dude it's 30 percent for the lump sum tax 30 yeah. percent how do they tax that as income that doesn't make any sense i guess they they it, they, 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 they put it as income because essentially it's the company just paying it out to her yeah they take it as a bonus That's wild oh yeah, okay. it's, yeah it's essentially like when you get your signing bonus like yeah tax. okay so that's the way they treat it. Whereas the the manage the managed cap, you get the full fund at your disposal. It's just you can only use it for certain things. Okay, like it sounds like when you say certain things, that there's things that you're thinking of that are left out of this managed cap. Is there anything that like you've um, noticed that's left um, out? I mean, me, I don't know. Like I said, we don't have a hundred percent of the information. One thing Mia told me for sure is like furniture we won't be able to get furniture with that the relocation money um but i mean what do you mean get furniture you have furniture yeah but this is like this is the furniture we moved in together with you know she still i was barely getting a job she was still in car well she still so you want to buy so you want to buy all new furniture and like you're saying that's not covered Yes. In the well, yeah, obviously it wouldn't it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't be covered. They're relocating all your stuff, they're not buying you new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and I don't know. We've just I think from what it sounds like, depending on how hefty the tax is, like how much they're taking away, Mia seems to be leaning towards the lump sum. I'm more leaning towards the managed cap side, which of course that's how it's working right now, how it's kind of seemed like it's going to go. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I like the idea. I, I, I told her it's, you can either go lump sum is literally try to put as much money in your pocket. So it's, uh, I call it the cheap move. Like that's going to be a nice cheap move, but the managed cap is a better quality move. Yeah. And yeah, I I was just So like what are the you're hoping with the lump sum that you would have leftover cash to buy furniture with? Essentially, yes. Okay. That I guess that's the plan, or if we can keep some of it even after that, you know, who knows? But so let's assume like monopoly money. You know, AM just filled us in on 30% tax on lump sum, you know, signing bonus, that sort of deal. So you're getting $700, let's say. So you're getting okay. $700 and a headache is how I view it. Because 
when I was moving towards working at ESPN, they offered me a relocation package actually. And it was very attractive. It was, you know, similar to what you're describing. We'll move your car up there. We'll move all your furniture. We'll do this and that. You know, you can fly up. We have all the team and everything. We'll find you a place. No problem. Um, and I don't think I ever got presented with a lump sum option, primarily because I I have never moved out of state. I've only moved, like, out of a city once. And it was a pain in the ass. Like, hauling all of my stuff to a different city is a pain in the ass. So I'm very, very biased in this in believing that a, you know, I, I think if your goal is to purchase new furniture and you want to deal with the headache and it's worth it at the end, you truly don't like your furniture anymore by all means, you know, take the 30% tax, do the cheap move, deal with the pain in the ass for a week and a half, you know, getting both your cars. Cause you gotta, you gotta think like you, you have two cars, you have two people and you have to take, shit up there so one of y'all is gonna have to go up there both y'all is gonna have to go up there with both your cars and or somebody's gonna have to fly back or you gotta get one car up there before you move because nobody's gonna drive the trailer up there unless you have you know a relative or something so that's something if they're gonna move your cars for you that's huge and you know lizzie's parents just went through the move so i'm actually kind of decently fresh on this stuff Mm. i i like the car thing she thought it was kind of dumb i was like dude well, just ask her this. Ask her, okay, if we move, like if we take the lump sum and say, hey, give me the, you know, $700, thousand bucks, 30% tax, $700. You know, okay, like, first thing you got to do is number one, you got to get up there because you're going to have to pay on your own to get up there and get a realtor and, you know, find a realtor, which I could probably find your realtor in Tennessee or in chat. Maybe I could find one in Chattanooga, maybe. Um, so yeah, then you have to go through the showings. You have to find a house, you select it. And then at that point, you would have to probably, if you flew up there, you'd have to go back and drive a car up there because you have two cars and you have two people. So you got to get a car up there. It's step number one. And then you have to load the entire trailer into you. I'll drive up and help you all if you all decide to do this. Like, I'll help you move some shit. But it sounds like if you're just saying to hell with it with all your furniture, you don't have that much to move. But I'm also like, when I moved into this house, I told myself, and this is where I said earlier, I'm biased. I am never, ever moving by myself again. I am paying movers. I don't give a shit what they charge me. I'm going to pay them because it is the biggest pain in the ass to move your stuff. Huge. Now, don't get it. Twi- now, don't get it twisted now, because we. We even with the lump sum, we will be hiring movers to do our stuff. OK, Screw that. Screw that. I'm okay. not, well, there you go. I told I myself you were saying cheap thing. move is in you were doing it. Well, I just think because you just you can go you can try to go cheap. You can attempt to go cheap in the move. I mean, if you think about it, you're moving out of a college town. You put like a Facebook post out there saying, you know, I need a couple couple guys pay 100 bucks for an afternoon to help move all this shit in a U-Haul. It's cheaper than movers. You can get some people <laughs> to move your stuff up there. I mean, you again, I, like you would have to drive it up there. That's the thing is like you have two cars. Two people. So you got to get a car up there. That's what I don't think you're like. Because pro- I watched Lizzie's dad drive his car all the way to Michigan. It took him forever. Now, you're not going all the way to Michigan. But he drove it up there and then he caught a flight back for the movers and then loaded the truck. And then he drove another car up there because they had three cars for God knows what reason. So, mm. like, that's that's a pain, man. 
I, I'm, I'm taking the managed cap. I'm letting them deal with it. I'm, I'm yeah, me. I'm really siding with that. And I, I just, it's so much easier. And the thing is, you know, what, uh, me, me and I haven't really gone too in depth about it just because, like I said, we don't have all the information, but the one time we did talk about it, it's just kind of, she, she was adamant that, you know, I mean, she's not too far into the lump sum, like dedicated, you know, determined I'm going to do the lump sum, but she's like, you know, I could, I can, I work hard to find deals, you know, I can find a deal, blah, 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 this and this and that. And then also it turned around to, I like, I just like when people do things for me, da, 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 da. That's how shit just with women shit just be turning around towards you. It's like, I'm just like, dude, first of all, you got a lot on your plate. You complain about how you have a lot on your plate already. Why don't you let someone else handle this? And we just delegate. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, it's just so, so much easier. Like I said, better quality move. We don't have to pay up front anything. That's the main thing too. We would have to, we weren't, we're not, she's not getting that lump sum until the first month. So we're paying all the upfront costs, everything up front. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, and if I, you exceed that amount, you're, it's on, it's on me. Yeah. It's on us. On top of the fact, I mean, the big kicker for me is I think, well, number one, you need to ask her, is she focused on, moving there or like i guess like uh, how do i phrase this i guess my question is like is she focused on the couch like getting a new couch like oh we have the opportunity to get like a free quote-unquote free couch here with our free our lump sum or is it more like you know truly like i think this is the better route because if you're focused on the opportunity of having you know four or five hundred dollars left over whatever the amount is and you're like i could buy a couch with that like, first of all, I don't think that's very smart because if they give you however a thousand bucks and they tax it 30%, like whatever's left over, I'm keeping for taxes because they're going to tax the shit out of me for that. So I just think one option, like there's such little upside in the possibility of like getting new furniture, which, you know, teach their own. If that's what you value, that's what you value. And then the other one is like, you know, you, you sign the papers and they take care of everything. Like that's, the best part about it is your experience moving up there is actually enjoyable like it's mm -hmm. not difficult it's not painful it doesn't suck like you're already moving out of a state you like you love and you want to be here i assume and you know this is just a great career opportunity so you're going to make your trek out of this state that you love like painful and hard and laborious i mean come on that's not it's not that's not what i would do i would just you know say hey you know don't tax me 30 percent take all my yeah. shit like yeah you know it's fine uh, yeah that that's 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 what i'm leaning towards too it's just it's a higher quality move we could use more money for the move that 30 percent won't be taken out and we can use more money for the move for a better quality move and it's funny because main one one of the things for me is like they're gonna ship the cars that's that's cool that's she's huge like, she's like she That's she doesn't so massive. I, she she doesn't understand first of all i actually found this out last night she thought when she, <laughs> i can't even say this careful she she thought when i met when they say we're gonna ship your car 
she literally thought they were gonna put it in an airplane. Oh god! <laughs> but I looked at her like, "Do you think we're in a movie of Fast and Furious yeah, or something?" Like, like yeah, what? Come what? On. no, they put it on an eighteen wheeler and drive it over there for yeah. us, bro. That's right. <laughs> and hey. like, the thing is that that's the kind of stuff I think about that she doesn't think about. Cause I'm like, it's eight over 800 miles. That's that's, that was what I was about you know, to look up. You know, you know like how, many, how many miles like, you, yeah. you know, Alex, because you do the insurance, like that's 800 miles being put on our cars. You times two that over 1600 miles between our two cars being put on there. Depreciation cost uh, of gas, gas. And then you got tires. That's wear on your tires. And one, yeah. one day, um, that's just your car is getting that much closer to needing something else, an oil change, yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah, that, that's the way I think about things like that. It's a good way to think about it. And like I said, it's just higher quality move. They honestly, also, if they help me find a job, that'll be pretty dope too. I mean, yeah, dude, that's uh, it. Sounds like the whole package. I, you got to also think like in their shoes, they're not going to give you a lump sum. That's more than you need. Like they're not just going to give you this amount and be like, oh yeah, you might have like, you know, $800 left over. Like if you do yeah. it right, like they're not going to do that. Like it's a company, their bottom line is important. So mm-hmm. if anything, they have, like you said, the partners, the resources, the connections, the deals that are all much cheaper than you would get as just a, you know, lay person who doesn't know anybody and has to hide. I mean, who are you even going to hire as a mover to take your shit to Chattanooga? I mean, you're going to hire a college station mover? Like, yeah, I don't even know who you would there's hire. Movers, there's movers. There's moving companies that do this shit, dude. <laughs> okay, well, I understand that, but that's where we cross in the line of like, okay, like they're going to take advantage of a layperson because you don't have any contacts or connections or, you know, anything. Like the company probably has a partnership and says, here's a guaranteed lead flow for you of people moving yeah. out of state like cut us 20% off your regular price. Yeah, that is, that is true. I didn't think about that part either. Um, yeah. And also it mentioned something I, I cause what I went off of was uh, I was able to find, cause you can't find these details really online. I was able to find a relocation packet that uh, what is it? I think it's United Airlines or is it Delta Airlines? One of those two airlines that they do, they use the same company that Mia's company use, Mia's employers use for the relocation. And I kind of read through their uh, packet and it, it's it's not bad. All the things like they offer, they offer a lot of little things you wouldn't think about, but I read him. I remember reading them like, dang, like that. I didn't think about that. That's neat. Like that makes it, that makes that, that part so much better. I, I'm, I think what I was going to mention was the movers. So they're saying you don't even have to, the movers professionally pack yeah. and box your stuff. You don't even yeah. have to pack it. Yeah. And I said, Hallelujah. yeah, exactly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, that right there had me sold. You can't beat that. I don't have to box my own stuff. You just come in here, get everything out, and I'm see y'all. I'm on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> Magically, it just pops up there. They unbox it too. Yeah. For you, when you get there, man. There's also, I mean, 
there's so many positives. I don't I don't see a negative. The only negative is that the possibility, the hopeful possibility that you have some leftover cash to buy furniture, which you don't even need furniture, in my opinion. I like your furniture. It's nice furniture. Mm, it's OK. How, how old is that couch in the living room? Don't know. We got it for free, though. Oh, OK. We got that it for might. free, though. Do you know how much couches are, man? A lot of money. What's a lot of money? Like, do you know how much couches are? Like a Thousand, good couch. Thousands of dollars. That's right. I discovered that recently. <laughs> I I was looking for well, I, I have so I have a nice leather couch that was a hand me down. It's like 40 years old. Like it's crazy. Maybe 30 years old. Might be exaggerating. Crazy old. And then a, a futon deal. And I was like, oh, you know, futon's kind of like, you know, college-y, whatever. I don't need this. And so I was like, I'll look at a nice couch. Like, let's see what it, a pull of gallery furniture, man. You would not believe the price of some of this shit. It's unreal. Like end tables for four hundred dollars with mean, no drawers. Why do you think <laughs> mattress? Why do you think mattress Mac is putting all these millions and millions of dollars on sports bets, dude? How you? How do you think he's doing that, <laughs> dude? He's so smart. That's it's. I mean, a great marketing scheme. Like, hey. You get free furniture if X team wins and people go buy, 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 buy. And he hedges his bet. Like, that's so smart. So smart. He always comes out on top. Great gambling, man. Love it. He's not gambling. It's just winning at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Just winning. (laughs) Yeah, he wins both ways. Yeah, I mean. If anything, he might be pissed that he wins the, the bet, like the bet he put on Alabama or whoever he put it on, because he probably made more money selling furniture. I, I mean, and it might be more of a headache to go through the fact of doing all that paperwork or whatever they have to do for free furniture and all the, I'm sure there's so much nonsense that goes with it instead of like, hey, give me, you know, 10 grand for your living room set. It's insane, man. When you brought up buying it, buying new furniture, it's a bold move. That's bold. First, like, you're not even have a job up there and she's starting her job. That's bold, man. Teach their own by all means. Go for it. But she. Well, the good thing sheesh. is, I'll be staying. I'll still stay over here for a couple months. So we'll have oh. two, two big, big boy, big girl incomes. Nice. For the first few couple months, which is, I'm like, I know I'm going to be like, but I mean, I'm I'm just gonna be I'm I'm gonna be a happy camper even though we're gonna be away from each other it's kind of like financial is gonna look great yeah it's uh, gonna I'm, be gonna I'm be, be different like, I'm gonna be like Julian look at this <laughs> <laughs> moving out of that college town man I'm telling you you get sticker shock when you come to a big city I know they're not a huge city in Chattanooga but you still might, might get sticker shot I, I don't know if it's a college town but there's a college right slap dab in the middle uh university of tennessee at is it really at oh. apparently apparently though i say I, I keep saying it wrong i mean i do but it's just it's easier i say chattanooga they're like mia's like you know there's a ch right i'm like yeah chattanooga chattanooga chat she's like it's ch chattanooga i was like chattanooga. Yeah, ch- chattanooga <laughs> that's how we I say it over there the double the t's turn into a d and the c turns into an s chattanooga 
Y'all right. have the Chatt- Chattanooga Mocks football. That's the intercollegiate football team, the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, the Mocks. M O C S, Mocks. Mm. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, me, me neither. But Might be catching you in a Chattanooga Mocks t shirt, though, here in a bit. <laughs> Wonder if you get any NIL athletes there. NIL. <laughs> hey, yo. You ever been to Texas? Texas A&M? <laughs> <laughs> I swear but, to God, if you move up there or when you move up there and if you start talking about Tennessee football or Chattanooga football or, oh boy, I have to bring you I'll back down. Talking about, the ti- talking about the Titans, Tennessee Titans. Hey, Let's I would go. respect you if you switched over to being a Titans fan. I would respect that. I really would. Like That's a team that I feel like it's a respectable or, transition. Or Atlanta. Atlanta is a respectable transition as well. Because they're New both. Orleans is not a respectable transition, in my opinion. They're like, I don't know. At this point, they're <laughs> they're pretty terrible. So I'm still getting the Drew Brees like kind of rubbed off, but maybe they're in that bracket too, where it's it's respectable. Wait, I like so I think New Orleans is more respectable than Atlanta. Come on, dude. Falcons. Uh, I think so. Atlanta's like. What do you say, like two years probably behind New Orleans when it comes to Matt Ryan? Like Matt Ryan will be out of there and they'll be in the same situation as New Orleans is right now. You know, except New Orleans has a way better defense <laughs> and they a better Jam- coach. Dude, Saints have Jameis Winston, dude. That's true. He was looking really good before he tore his ACL. Jeez. Eating dubs, dude. He was. He was eating dubs. Sheesh. But I I uh I like the um the critiques, the comments. Alejandro, you didn't really say much. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just Alex said everything, dude. You, why worry about stuff when you could just here do it? I know. Now now it's a matter of fact that how do I present that to I mean like the, the only thing wife. I could see is like if it's a person that like you want to be in control of just like, yeah. I want it. I want it. I want it this way. I want this way. I want this way. I don't. I don't want it their way. That'd be the only thing that like you take a lump sum and you're completely in control of it. That'd probably be like the only only thing that w- that would be a big thing. I actually read a website that um, most future employees um, prefer the managed cap over. The lump Absolutely. Sum. Yeah. And I read that on the website. And Mia was kind of surprised by that. She's like, really? I'm like, let me put it in like insurance <laughs> terms for you. So I get clients all the time that come to me and I'll present them a rate and I'll say, you know, I shopped you through all these companies. So-and-so do my little spiel. And they look at me and they go, that's like the lowest you could get. Like, like price wise. It's like, yeah, no, I like went through all this, you know, like all the major ones that you could list. He goes, that's not good enough. Like, I'm going to go shop around. I go, okay, like, that's fine. But here's the other side of it. That's the lump sum idea. Like, I'm going to go shop around. I said, that's great. Like, good for you. If you want to take that on, that's fine. But how I view it is, and this is how I always explain it, is like, wouldn't you rather have somebody handle somebody who's an, uh, handle something that they're an expert at and have your back throughout the entire process and then pay them a minimal fee and trust that they're going to do the best job possible? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, then why would you spend extra hours of your time that you value 
doing something that you a you're not an expert at you're not good at to begin with like people shopping insurance got no clue no clue what anything means in insurance and then on top of that like you're gonna go through the effort of what happens if you have a claim like who do you call like are you just gonna like go get a geico policy and then call 1-800-geico is that really what you want to do like so that's kind of how i compare it is like okay if you want to take over and like do all that that's fine but I would rather pay the expert and let the expert take care of it and then just trust he's going to do what he does for a living well and pay him his fee. That's how I view it in the insurance terms. Because I get clients like that all the time. I'm going to go find a better rate. Sure, that's fine. Go for it. (laughs) I know a good good deal when I see one. It doesn't take me long. (laughs) Dude, it's 11 hours away, dude. So it was like any little thing. Oh, yeah, it was like 11 and a half. Oh, because, yeah, my bad. I looked it up from Houston. 12, dude. 12 hours, dude. So, like, any little thing is not like, oh, I forgot this at the house. Let me go. 10-minute drive. Dude, that's a 12-hour 12 12-hour 12 mistake I, I, if you make. I don't. I, I, I can barely. The only thing I'm accustomed to when it comes to traveling is driving from here to Houston. Anything <laughs> you longer hate that. Than, and longer than that hour, hour and a half. Like Dallas, driving to Dallas, even though it's two and a half, I'm just like, oh, it's oh. such a pain. But the drive there is so oh. bad from Houston. Oh, it's so terrible. Austin's that, only two hours. If that drive's that, not bad, I like that I'm, drive. And I'm kind of like, am I there yet? You need to listen to more podcasts, man. I throw on a podcast, I could drive for 50 hours. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I've been listening right. to so much Joe Rogan recently. I caught up on all my Joe Rogans. Oh, my God, geez. man's a wizard. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> so uh, many episodes. So many, dude. How does he he's... pump them out like that? He's got endurance like nobody. He does four a week at like three and a half hours. We're exhausted yeah. after like two yeah. hour episodes. We're both like, okay, what do we talk about? Like, <laughs> Well, that is his job, though. That's so, true. I mean, hey, it's our job. Our job is to entertain. That's what we do. It's called entertainment, right, David? Yes, but <laughs> it's our as of right now. It's a side job because our main jobs we got a job. We we need a job to pay the bill, so we That's we right. just come on here a little bit more tired than right. the Joe Rogans of the world. It's true um, to say the least. But yeah, that dude got endurance like something else, man. He must have. Uh, I, I don't know what how he does it. He takes but, all kinds of medication. That man is hopped up on stuff. I just. <laughs> every time i listen to him he's talking about some new pill or some shit he's taking and i'm like all right like where can i find this <laughs> let, me, let me read about this real quick what, what are the benefits because he's taking like eight different amino acids and vitamins and this and horse dewormer and all kinds of bullshit that i'm just like wow all right he take said, more pills than you eat <laughs> joe rogan joe rogan to your to your boys is like gospel and we're just like yeah yeah it's like he has his own cult of followers i'm like you don't become the number one podcast in the world without having a cult following i'm just gonna i mean (laughs) it is what it is how do i mean have you seen something look at the nfl number one sports business in the in the world well yeah i guess there's soccer Ah. but soccer has it's like right, divided up. Uh, yeah, in America. In America. Safety, yeah. And you you don't think these people are cult following? <laughs> I mean, it it's just 
you know, normal to us now. You root for yeah. your team, you root for the Texans, but you're a cult of the NFL, the National Football League. God, country, and football, right? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, it's funny because I'm actually uh, re-watching Friday Night Lights for the first time in ooh, a long time. And it's funny because I thought I remembered the stuff. Then I started watching it and realized I didn't remember anything. So it's kind of nice because it's kind of like watching it for the first time. But I know it's great. Friday Night Lights is awesome. And so, yeah, God, country, football. It's kind of funny when they start talking on Texas accents. Like, you going to throw the ball to me, Eric? I don't think I've never seen Friday Night Lights ever. What? I know, right? We'll put that, that on your list whenever you're ready to start a new Netflix show. Friday Night Lights, bro. You, it's, it, it's great. I've got so many still. Like, I still haven't worked through all of them. And the one I'm hearing the most right now is uh, Secession is one. And then I'm hearing uh, um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone's the other one that everybody's suggesting to me. So Secession is a little too. old. Like, it like uh recommendation wise but wow that came out weird um but it sounded like I'm david spreading for a second there. <laughs> uh, but it, i've been hearing yellowstone man for man it's like every time i have a conversation with anybody my barber for god's sake it's like one of the most cultured guys i know he goes you gotta watch yellowstone it's like isn't that about cowboys yeah i love it it's like <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like he's so so out of character what i would expect him to want to watch yeah so that's what i'm hearing I mean, but i'll add friday night lights that one then has been recommended to me like from back in college yeah it's 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 an older show but it it's kind of nice too because since we live in texas we I, you kind of we i feel like i relate to it a little bit more because like mm, yeah and yeah that's how it, how it be down here in texas texas country it's accurate dude it really is like when I was growing up, like everybody played football. It's crazy. I always wonder, like, you know, we see, and we'll get into the games here soon, but you see, like, the shots, like Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect, right? Vontez, right? Or is it Von, Vontez? I don't know. It's, it's Vontez. Vontez yeah, Vontez Perfect. You, know, you see shots like that. You don't see him much anymore, but you do catch him every once in a while. Like, usually I'll see, like, one pretty solid hit a week. And you think about that's one case of CTE. And you just wonder how many of those pile up to where, like, as a youth sport, it's not going to be as popular. Uh, you wonder. You wonder. But let's not waste any more time, man. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into our horrible picks. College football championship. I'll just let you, because you you allowed me to just ramble with no direction when I gave my prediction. So I'll allow you. Right now, the floor is yours. What did you think of the game? What did I think of the game? Mm. I mean, Georgia last night. They were the better team, but that's because they were the healthier team. I hate to be that guy, but they were the healthier team. And a couple guys showed up to play for Bama. I mean, Anderson. Dude's a monster, Animal. monster. And then you, Bryce Young. I I gained a lot of respect for Bryce Young. Is that his name? Am I saying? Yes. 
Bryce, Bryce Young, Young, right? Okay, I'm tripping. I don't know why that came out and I felt like it sounded weird. But Bryce Young, man, he was throwing some literally he was throwing some dots with two defenders in his face about to hit the shit out of him. And I want to give a special shout out to I think it's the freshman tight end in Alabama number 84. You shit the bed. <laughs> shout out for shitting the bed because Jesus, there was some dots put on him and he just his he had butterfingers. I don't know what it was. He had butterfingers and I was like, dude, this is the perfect opportunity for this man to be the unknown saver for Alabama, the the savior for Alabama on the national championship against Georgia. He it was it was lined up for him because he I don't know why he got most of the uh, targets that I recall. He got most of the targets after Williams left with a now confirmed torn ACL. Oh, my bad. You, you kind of turned off your mic and you were like, mouth, you got to hop in there, bud. Yeah, like, what's going on? Like, my bad. Because he's the one that missed the one in the in the end zone. Yeah, and, I did. Yeah, it hit him then, like, uh, right in the shoulder pads. Dude, big shout out to Alex for telling us about that Jimbo. Dude, I had I switched over to it. And it was funny because right after he missed that, they were kind of talking about it. He goes, was that 84? And then the other guy goes, 84 drops them a lot. And I was like, damn, dude. That was crazy because he's been dropping them nonstop the game. Dude, that Jimbo thing was a great thing. Oh, my oh, God, yeah. dude. I put it on for a couple minutes, and he's so, he's way too smart for me. Like, I don't understand what he's saying half the time, to be honest. You only put it on for a couple minutes? Once you mentioned it, I put it on for the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I, I put it on, dude. It, I, I, like, I, like Kirk, I like Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler. Like, I think they're really, really good at what they do. I really like Chris Fowler. I know Kirk Herbstreet's had it out for us for a while, but I do like Kirk Herbstreet. I like the original. Like, even with the Manning shit, I'm still like, Oh, dude, actually, I love the actually, shit. with the Manning stuff, I am fully on because I really don't like their Monday night cast. Their Monday night cast is. Yeah, I was can't. gonna say you like. Uh, I don't. I even like Lewis Riddick. Greasy? I love. I love Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick's awesome. Come on, come on. You don't like Lewis Riddick. Lewis I don't Riddick's like any of those good. guys on that Monday night football. <laughs> well, I don't uh, like him as a like. Booger, uh, I don't even oh. like Booger. Is Booger still on there? Nah, no, like, no, he got I mean, clowned. Jeez, dude. dude! Like ESPN's Monday night football is like a clown show like it's no, just it it, you can't take it serious which is why they have the manning cast i'm pretty sure the ratings for the manning cast was uh-huh. higher most of the time than the actual monday night football broadcast gotta be it's it, and, well, it's cool because it's like a natural conversation whenever the, the where they're talking about the guy dropping the that was 84 right it has to be 84 because like Paul, oh, he's been dropping stuff Paul. yeah yeah and, and then well that, that's what he said he goes was 84 84 has been dropping them and it's cool because it's just like a casual conversation. You're just like, and the fact that there's like football talk and they're, they're like football knowledge is insane, dude. It's insane. Just to get like a little, like hearing them talking, like, man, sometimes I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I wish I did. But like, even like mm-hmm. on the Manny cast, dude, they talk formations and stuff. And it's just like, dude, it's way more interesting, dude. So yeah. interesting. It, well, they have like funny. a pace on the regular shit. Sorry, David. They have like a pace they have to maintain. It's so like the status quo of like calling yeah. a game. It's so silly, you know? Yeah. Manning cats really to break it. <laughs> yeah. And then the guests, when they get the guest on there too, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's great, man. It's can't beat that. I mean, 
the Jimbo cast, I loved it. Once I once you said something, I turned it on, never left it. Um I tried to I tried to understand what they were saying for the most part. Defense on the defense wise, I don't really understand yeah. too much of the terminology besides uh single high safety. Yeah. <laughs> single high safety. Two deep. I safety. understand the defense pretty well actually like the offense when he starts talking about like you know reads and options and zones and this and that like i understand what those words mean and i understand like how to apply it to a game and if i'm reading a playbook i know how to read it but the the rate at which they were talking about it was almost like oh yeah 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 like they were just like they all were so in sync that i was like okay give me like a second to catch up with y'all like i'm one second behind y'all my brain wasn't that quick yeah so yeah, on the offensive side, I was able to keep up a little bit more um, of what they were talking about. But you can't buy better free publicity than that for Texas. No, I'm you just can't. Saying, you know, just saying. But back to the actual game, since we just like talked about the Jimbo cast for like 10 minutes. <laughs> back to the actual game. Um, yeah, so Bryce Young. Anderson, I mean, that team played, they played their ass off. They played the best they can play with what they were limited to, um, except for 84 Hall, the tight end Hall. He, I, yeah, he shit the bed. I don't know. I don't know. He might be getting cut, transfer portal, whatever. Who knows? Uh, Georgia, I mean, credit to Bennett, Stetson Bennett, stay, stayed composed. Uh, the running game started picking up a little bit more. That's ultimately what won the game, which is what I said. Whoever is able to rush more, um, they will. That will be the team that wins. And it's funny because I hate kind of saying that because it's like, well, it's one of those things when analysts say it, like on ESPN or something. I look at them like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, the 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 one team that has the most rushing yards is going to beat the other team that doesn't have as much rushing yards. It's kind of like when they put a stat, um, the, the, let's just say what, 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 what playoff team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 16 and zero when Tom Brady scores at least four touch throws, at least four touchdowns. No shit. Sherlock there. He's, he scored four, at least four touchdowns. That's at least 28 points. I hope you're winning all those games. Like, but ultimately I knew it came down to that because Stetson Bennett, I mean, he, he was able to do what he needed to do to win the game, game manager. But ultimately, for a second there, I think it was in the late, mid to late third quarter when Alabama took that one-point lead. I thought Alabama, the momentum was on their side. Even on the Jimbo cast, they're saying, like, it's funny hearing them say this because they're just like, oh, they got the momentum now. They, they need, they, they got it. They're, they, that, that defense is gas. Like, you could just tell they're gas. They, they got the momentum going. Alabama had that momentum going. And I thought they would ride that to the end because that's just what Alabama does. But especially after that fumble, whoa, talk about, you know, like, Game of inches, a game of inches. Yeah. Um, that that fumble was was crazy. 
it was overall a good game. It was a pretty good game. Uh, but that's what you get in SEC play, man. Yeah. You, you get great games like no, it's I I think before we get into the fumble, because that's probably there's a couple big storylines. Um I guess you covered a lot of it. Uh I'll nitpick at some of the things you said. One of them was uh I was watching it with my dad. It was it was funny because my dad is a big ten guy, like I've said multiple times on here. And you know, it's it's six nine or nine six at the end of the first half and he looks at me he's like what kind of game is this like can they score i was like dad this is the sec like welcome to the sec like you wait until the third quarter end of third quarter start of the fourth when the defense is truly gassed and they've really like pushed it for however many minutes at that point it's <laughs> it's it, you, then you get to see some touchdowns um a couple of things for me uh number one injuries yes played a major factor in this i think undoubtedly I'm not even going to say that I'm that guy because it's just a fact you take 2000 yard receivers away from the Heisman candidate and you expect him to win against the best team, the best defense in the nation. It's I I'm surprised this was a game until the pick six. And that was only because he forced it. That's why it was a pick six for that. It was like, okay, eight point game. Like I'm thinking, okay, you can drive down the field, look decent again, no, we just talked about 84, a, a Jai Hall, Hall, mm-hmm. I'll call him, Hall dropping all those passes. On top of the fact, Latou, the other tight end, caught the the streak down the left side, goes all the way down to like the nine, and they don't put, in, put it in the end zone. That's when they threw it to Hall, and it went off his shoulder pads, if I remember correctly. So they blew a touchdown opportunity there. That was in the third quarter. If I, I think that was in the third. Might have been the second. Um that was one where I was like, what are we doing? Like we get in inside the 10 and I'm sitting there rooting for Alabama. The first time I've ever rooted for Alabama. And I feel like I'm rooting for the Aggies again, where it's, we can't get inside the end zone. We're, we're on the nine yard line. Are you kidding me? Get four attempts at it or three attempts at it. Come on. So that for me is converting. There was no, when are we ever? And that's why I texted you last night. When are we ever going to see a game? that Alabama doesn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Like, when does that ever happen? We've never seen that before. You can fact check me. I'm comfortable saying that we've never seen that before. Uh, All the way. Alabama literally beat LSU about, I don't know how many years ago, but they beat LSU in the national championship game 9-6. to Okay, look that up, because that was probably BCS. That wasn't was college B- football. I think, I think it was okay. BCS. Yes. Okay, well, pr- point proven. It's been seven plus years at least. No, it was like seven plus years. <laughs> seven plus years. Still, okay. Even like even so, okay, I'll give it to you. Let's say seven years ago. Seven years ago was the last time they were held no touchdowns until the fourth quarter. Insane. So that is something. No, nobody could have predicted the over under was 52. If I remember correctly, 52, 54, something like that. 52. 52. And we're going into the fourth and it's nine to 13. Who would have guessed that? Nobody. Um, I mean, injuries SEC played a huge football. role. You know, I feel bad for Jamison Williams going down. It's so shitty that John Mechie goes down in the sec championship game and with a torn ACL and then <laughs> same team, different, you know, championship here. And uh, 
Jamison Williams goes down with the ACL. So that sucks. You know, 2,000 yard receivers out. Brian Robinson is not their primary, you know, that's not their point of attack. They were a passing team. We talked about this on on the episode that released on Monday. You know, this is, they're not a, a rushing team. But the thing was, when they were doing their best in that second half, they were feeding him like crazy, whether it was handing it off or just in the passing game, they were getting them on passing routes. That's when they were doing their best, and then they just stopped. You know why? You know why? Time. No, because their offensive coordinator is Bill O'Brien. Hey, maybe, maybe. Still, the 22 carries for 68 yards averages 3.1 and no touchdowns. I mean, it's not like he rushed up for over 100 yards and he caught four passes for 28 yards. You know, he had six receivers ahead of him, including Jamison Williams. By the way, Jamison Williams was the number two receiver for Alabama last night. He got injured in the second quarter, beginning of the second quarter, something Mm -hmm. like that. It just tells you, like, they did not have any weapons, and the fact that you're in this game is just a testament to Saban. Uh, I know we're over here bowing down at the great King Saban. I'm going to give credit where credit's due, uh, but first I'm going to trash Georgia a little bit. How can you have 10 penalties? Alabama was given every opportunity to win this game. Again, could not put it in the end zone. 10 penalties, dude. They, they got a penalty. I had never even heard of this penalty. It was, um, shit, what was it? It was... Uh, Intentional grounding? No, no, That we'll talk about that one. Um, God, what was it? It was it was something like, I don't remember. I'll remember. I, look up. What was, was it the signal? Yes, the clapping, the clapping. I never even heard of that penalty. I mean, yeah. it might have been on Alabama, actually, but that was like a really strange penalty. I like the rule, but I'd never heard that before. What, what um, was the penalty? He was clapping. The defender was clapping. Oh, while... yeah, 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 yeah. They can't. Yeah. He, they... That was really strange. Like, I'd never seen that. I guess it was just known that you don't do that. And I like that rule. I'm glad it's a rule. Uh, but 10 penalties, man. Alabama had every opportunity. They couldn't capitalize. I'm really glad uh, as an Aggie separating myself from this game that Alabama lost because I always love the opportunity to teach Roll Tide fans a little bit of humility. You, know, you can't win every year, and let alone this team, this dynasty, this coach, one in a hundred years. Like, you know, when do you get this this kind of like role like they do? So a little bit of humility for Alabama. I'm gonna give it up. Um, you know, Stetson, we were kind of shitting on him a little bit. You know, he wasn't really this or that. Uh, both the running backs end up showing up 84 yards for white and 77 for James cook. Good on you for calling that James cook had that huge run, the 67 yard run. That was huge yeah. for them. Um, and Stetson, like you said, just managed the game. He didn't make too many mistakes. He actually only made seemingly one. And that leads us to what the fuck was that? That I could have sworn when he was going, I'm talking about the fumble, of course. This this is the pivotal moment of the game where I thought Alabama was going to run away with this because they get the ball on the 15 or whatever it is. Um, I, I feel like I've seen that before, but it's never been called a fumble. Like, that just seems like, I don't know. I know pass interference, or not pass interference, incomplete pass would be technically the wrong call there. I just feel like I've seen that before, and it's been brushed off as incomplete pass, whatever, like, you know, happens kind of deal. What was your initial reaction to that? Well, the thing is, I mean, the rule is if the ball moves forward, it's an incomplete pass. Like the ball slash arm moves forward. The thing is, though, the ball was already 
his arm went forward and everything like real speed. It looks like an incomplete pass. Yeah. And so the thing is the ball is, he doesn't have control of the ball when he's going forward with his arm. And so technically it's a fumble and somehow, some way, this Alabama player, which is weird. You don't see Alabama players dilly daddling. Yeah. You, you know, he just kind of half assed it and somehow ended up just barely yeah. in yeah. bounds and caught the ball with one hand just for the fun of it. And I, it, it, it was insane. That's the d- part that baffled me the most that he actually wasn't even trying somehow Game of inches still stayed inside the zone, inside the playing field, and caught the ball with one hand, not even trying, just fucking around. And that that was the crazy part for me. Well, it it just made me laugh a little bit because I don't know, uh, you didn't play football, right, David? You didn't play football growing I did up. Not. Did you play football growing up, Bam, or no? No, neither y'all. Football. So. I don't know if y'all did this in like any other sports that you might have played, but there was always kind of a joke when you were younger that it'd be like, and you see this on Twitter and TikTok where people will like catch and they're like, oh, two feet bounds. And it'll be like you're you're standing on a line or some shit like in the mall, you know, like, oh, two feet bounds or like, you know, like catching it two feet and bounds, one foot bound. Like you joke around with it. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, I bet this guy caught this ball. He's like, you know, one foot bounds, you know, just like kind of like that sort of thinking where it's like, this is a little bit of a joke, like, you know, two feet bounds kind of deal. So I guarantee and I am almost 100 percent sealed, certified, certain that he did not think that was going to be a fumble because nobody thought that was going to be a fumble. It was like the strangest call. Not only the penalties, but it seemed like every call was going Alabama's way. Like they had everything going for him. Truly, it's the first time I think I've said that like publicly about a game where like the refs were truly on Alabama's side from the the uh, the strip sack pick six of the the first quarter second play of the game to this to i don't know if they got any pi calls actually but it, just in general like there is a lot of really kind of uh, calls but like are you trying to say that that wasn't a fumble i'm not trying to say that it was a fumble by by definition it was a fumble i'm saying in an average game on an average day that's not called like because that was just a very bizarre no- call because this ain't no average game on some average day. I mean, Monday is an average day. Yeah. But not, ain't no average game. Would you have been upset it would have been an incomplete pass, though? No. I, it could have gone either way. Because, like, yeah. I'm re-watching it right now. And it's it's literally, like, so his hand is starting to go forward. And it's kind of, like, it slips off of it. But the mm. ball still goes that, like, the way he's trying to throw it. So it's yeah. kind of, like, dude, it's... It could have gone either way. I wouldn't have not been. But he doesn't have possession of the ball. Exactly. Kind of like when you're trying, when you're debating a wide receiver catching the ball, even if it almost has it in his hands, but not completely, that's incomplete. It doesn't have possession of the ball. I would have been happy that if they had called that incomplete pass, if Alabama had won, because I did not want to sit here for years on end debating whether or not that was a fumble or not, or Alabama with the refs, and that's why they won. And I didn't want that. I was like, 
give him the pass interference or the the incomplete pass. Let him keep playing. Like, I don't want that on Alabama. Like, that's not a conversation I want to have. We don't want to have a Saints Rams conversation again. Like, that's not what we want. <laughs> Except that was a blatant. That was blatant. Yeah. But as far as that pick six, I mean, if you see the play, I'm pretty sure the receivers did not know where the hell they were supposed. Like somebody ran a wrong route because the route combinations didn't even make sense. Yeah. The the slot was running a sail route and then the the wide end was the wide out was running a go. Like, you don't that's a weird they were in the same spot at the same time. It was just weird. Yeah. And that's why I'm pretty sure Bryce Young couldn't get no protection to save his damn life. Yeah. And he just said, fuck it. One of these true freshmen out there somewhere. Yeah. That, seriously, that's what Saban said going into half. They asked him, like, how are you going to, you know, adjust with Jameson Williams? He goes, well, we got a lot of, you know, really good guys, like five star guys. And, you know, they don't have experience, but they're going to get some. That's what he said. And, you're right. Like Young didn't get that was something we talked about on Monday. Young did not get sacked or intercepted on 44 pass attempts in the SEC championship game. Must have been the second play, second play of the game, strip sack. You know, that's that's the way the game went. I am going to say something that you may or may not agree with. Are you ready for this? From what I watched yesterday, keeping in mind that James Williams and John Metchie were injured, Alabama overall, player for player, was a better team yesterday. And it's because of the fact that when you have 2,000-yard receivers out and the offense is just puttering and they don't usually typically run the ball, you know, surprisingly, they still threw it. I think he had 57 attempts. With Imagine if he had his two-star receivers there. I mean, my, we'd be talking about a different game. The penalty differential was insane. I mean, the lack of discipline was crazy on Georgia's side. Ten penalties? And all of them seemingly in really, really bad timing. Like, really bad timing. I mean, that coupled with the fact that it, I was watching that, and towards the end of it, I just was waiting for Stetson Bennett to do something that, like, you know, he did where he threw the touchdown, I think, down the right side. It was just like, you get, you give him enough chances, he's going to do something. You know, like, he's going to pull the trigger, something's going to happen. I truly believe yesterday, if they relined up, and Jameis Williams isn't injured, and you still keep John Metchie out, I, I think Alabama's the better team from what I watched yesterday because of what they overcame in regards to their offense. I mean, come on. like they, You're right. The health won this game and didn't take anything away from Georgia. Congratulations, Georgia. You know, Kirby Smart, welcome to the club. Jimbo and, and Kirby Smart, good for them. Go, go, go dogs. Just, just caught a lucky one. You know, that's part of the game, though. You know, it's part of the game. Can't overcome Bill O'Brien either. He can't. Isn't that funny? They go to the championship and they lose the first year he's there. Like the first year they're in the championship with him, right? Because he wasn't there last year, was he? This is this year. Yeah. No, because Sark, Sark was still offensive coordinator last year. Wild, wild. Overall, pretty good game, I would say. I, I don't think it was the best I've watched, but it was it was pretty good. You know, I would like yeah. some more scoring, but. It's SEC, man. It's Georgia and Alabama. <laughs> I knew that second half when I saw – I didn't watch the first half, but when I saw the halftime score and I was going home to watch the second half, I knew it was going to be – second half was going to be way more just action-packed, more stuff going on. Um, but speaking of action-packed games, before we sign off, we got to touch oh, bro, a little we, bit on this. We got we to gotta, we gotta talk about 
last week with the NFL, bro. I know you're about to touch on that, bro. We got some content. Don't be trying to sign off on me, old man. We got some content, I, I, bro. I, I ain't trying to uh, let the two fans know about us picking wrong teams, bro. Come on, man. I was trying to save us from, you know, our disgrace, our, oh. win- our Wednesday disgrace, bro. But oh. you just had to. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about last week with the coaches and the decisions. I mean, we got to talk about how Joe Judge still has a fucking job somehow. Like, how does that man have a job? But Brian Flores got fired. How does that work? I don't understand why Brian, well, I do understand why Brian Flores got fired, but why? he's literally the best coach after week 10. There, name me a better coach after week 10, bud. I can't, like, bud. You can't. You can't. I just, I mean, I'm looking up here real quick. Like, I mean, Matt fired? Nagy, Matt, Matt Nagy, Nagy, whatever, deserved to be fired. Um, uh, who else? It's, ah, they fired, they fired Joe Judge. Yep. There I guess go. that was uh, 19, <laughs> 19 minutes ago. Good thing we're still going. 19 minutes there you go. Joe Judge. There you Breaking go. news. Breaking <laughs> news. Uh, Joe Judge. Who else? Uh, Minnesota Zimmer. Mike, Mike Zimmer. Zimmer's gone. Um, obviously, uh, Urban Meyer's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, been gone. Uh, who else? Who else? I got you. I literally saw. I literally saw a tweet. Adam so tweeted. Yeah, we got Vic Fangio, Fangio, Denver Broncos, Broncos, Nagy for Bears, Brian Flores, Zimmer for Vikings, and then Joe Judge now. So I guess really the only talking point here is, you know, we're Texas-based, so we don't really honestly care about Matt Nagy and the Bears. You know, they'll find I mean, another person they, they'll, they'll run he through. He deserved to be fired like two he years does. ago. Yeah, like he's terrible. Come on, dude. Vic Fangio, kind of similar situation. Eh, you know, eh. I mean, they've been kind of mediocre for a while now. It's kind of expected. Um, it's just that Brian Flores, man, that kind of hurt a little bit. I was like, th- out of all these coaches that got fired, Brian Flores and Mike Zimmer are by far the two best ones. Yeah. Um, Zimmer, I, I think that it was just for Minnesota. In that organization, if I was in that organization or in charge of the organization, it's just Zimmer's been there for a while now. It's just we haven't won anything really significant, so it's just time to change it up a little bit. Yeah, time to do something new, fresh and new. I don't think it has any any kind of uh, has anything to say on how good of a coach Mike Zimmer is. Brian Flores, I don't know what he didn't give him enough time. My boy did not get enough. That's all I'm saying. Duh. You know what's you know what's crazy is I heard this this morning. Sorry, Am, I'll let you go. Uh, Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert over to a. Yeah, so so that's kind of what, what I kind of want to touch on. So the the owner released a thing saying that. Well, I'll kind of just read one part. It says, "I believe we have a talented and young roster in place and have the opportunity to be much better in 2022." But <clears throat> I was reading uh some guys on Twitter. One one of the the Dolphins reporters saying that. He he kind of wanted to go away from Tua and, and the owner, and uh, th- th- he really wanted to stay with Tua and th- that the cast. And he was he was thinking, I'm pretty sure he was thinking about going a different way. They're like, nope, that's still a bye bye. So I, I guess they couldn't just come in an agreement on like, but 
stick with this young roster, and I'm pretty sure he wanted to build and start winning a little bit sooner, but it's kind of a bummer. Who's more important, head coach in this situation or franchise quarterback? Young, possible yeah. franchise quarterback. Who's more important? And he was a good coach, man. He's a good coach. This that's that's the big thing. Yeah, it's like man. coach, you could bring in another really good coach, but you can't take back a top draft pick and get another one. So you're saying the the quarterback is more important. Like let's take Tua it, and Brian Flores out of it. It it, it might be. I mean, it's just because you obviously use one of your top picks to get this franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't undo that. You can't go back in time. We're gonna get another franchise quarterback, but we get to keep this coach. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. You're stuck with that franchise quarterback. Yeah, and then you never really like, get as much in return, like the Sam Darnold thing. What did it get for Sam Darnold? And it's like, but you can you always lose get, a lot. But there, it's easier to get to get a, another good coach. Is it though? Like, who's out there? Mike Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like, let's just like you know put him in a box and shuffle him around, and whatever team you land on, that's who you go back to or go to. No, like, they're talking about it, and I'm thinking like, okay, like there's the the Harbaugh talk, but I it got shut down because the uh, uh, Dolphins owner is a big booster for Michigan, so why would he pull away Harbaugh from Michigan? So like, I'm sitting here. Are you going to go find a top assistant? Like, what happened to Eric Bieniemy? Like, that was a top guy. You know, I'm expecting the Texans to fire David Coley because David Coley is just a fantastic coach. No, he's terrible. I I can't with him. We'll have Tyler on soon enough to talk about all that. But, yeah, Brian Flores, man, I, I don't know about all that. Um, it's wild. I, I think you got to take the coach in this situation, man. It's the coach is more important to me in this particular situation uh, and in a possible franchise quarterback um, situation. I think only because, and I'm, I'm very biased looking at, you know, Brian Flores to a situation. Um, the coach oversees everything, man. Play a quarterback's just one player. You know, he's the most important player. He's the quote unquote, the CEO of your franchise, you know, of your team. But I think the coach is, essential for culture building you know the staff you bring in the coordinators on you know to a couple into that i mean it's it's more than one player and i think brian flores leaving miami here we're gonna be looking back on this and be like damn you went he went one in seven and then turned around going into a locker room one in seven and then turning that team around to win seven straight is I don't care if you're playing pieces of like shit out there or dirt bags. Like that's that's something. Seven games in a row after being one and seven, the morale in that locker room is crazy low. So he does it every year too. Um, that's so impressive to me. Like the grip you have on your team to turn them around. Alejandro, if you can l- try to find the past few seasons, like his. Dif- the differential in the first eight games and the last eight games, the record with Brian Flores, because I swear this dude does it year in and year out. Look, Dolphins, this is what you do. First half of the season, you sit them. Tell them stay at home. You get another coach. You get you let the offensive coordinator, you let somebody else do the job. And then once week eight, once you're halfway through that 
once you get that eighth game in, bring him in, and you, you're good to go. He comes in, you're, let's just say, five and five. All right, he's going to win eight straight games. You already know it. Lock it in. Playoffs, 11 and five. Let's go. Seriously, though. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, I, I, have y'all ever been in like a winning or a losing locker room, like ever in your sporting life? Like, again, our experience is very minimal in comparison to the time. NFL. But, but okay, so you've been, and you all like, you, know, you reach a point where you're like, ah, like, whatever, you know, it's like, you know, we're playing this for fun. Like, you're, you're starting to use the fun excuse. Like, this is fun. You know, we're playing this for fun. Like, that was fun. No, not when you're one in seven and this is your livelihood. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. So I just, the grip on a whole organization to turn around and win seven straight and then get let go after that. Oh, <laughs> I'd be pissed. It looks like I'm oh. dying or something. I don't know what's going on over there. Who knows? Who knows? I've got a cramp. Oh, oh cramping. Cramping. <sighs> you were just sitting oh. down. How do you catch a cramp sitting down? <sighs> That is impressive. <laughs> you know, my Mike Zimmer, that situation, man, I think I, you hit the nail on the head. It's just you got too much talent to not be winning. You know, I don't think just, I, don't, I mean, it's not even that. I mean, the Vikings are. Bro, above average team. Dude, they're above average. They're not. I don't know their defense great. as well as their offense, but their offense is pretty freaking good, man. I'm they're, tired of the Kirk Cousins slander tired of it they're an above average team but i mean it's just they're in a division with the green bay packers so they're getting their ass smacked twice a year that's two losses already chicago no 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 who else is in that division Chicago. I mean, Chicago isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Chicago, and then who's Chicago's the fourth? Not smacking the line. That's what I'm saying, though. Like you're winning those games. So who who is the fourth? Well, they're they're splitting those games because they're above oh, average. Because they're division the games. Bears. You know what I say about division games? Stop. You can't just like how the Texans beat the Titans on week whatever it was when I predicted it on sliced apples live. Yeah, that like that. Like the Jaguars beating the Colts when all the when the Colts all they had to do was win and they're in and they lose, leading to a super conspiracy game in which the Raiders beat the Chargers off by a field goal in overtime. But were they gonna kneel it if he, Staley didn't call the timeout? Who who knows? Who? Did you watch that game, actually? No, I did not. <laughs> there was a... Alejandro, did you watch that game? Yeah. There yeah, was, was There was a real feeling there that they were going to kneel it. Like, you could feel it as a viewer. I don't know if it was because they were talking about it a ton, or they brought up all the possibilities, or, you know, all the reasons. That, but you really were sitting there like, they're straight up going to kneel this and it's going to be a tie. Like, and they will both go to the playoffs. Cause why? Like number one, why risk injury? Like it sounds stupid, but why risk injury? Any given play. Why risk losing? Why risk losing? Like, you know, take the knee, you go to the playoffs. If that would have happened, that would have been the craziest thing ever. Because I mean, I know we all talked about it. Ooh, Raiders Chargers, They're just going to kneel it out. Tie, take the tie, go to the playoffs. (sighs) 
But if that would have actually happened, they go into overtime, tied at the end, and the Raiders just kneel it. What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? All you got to do, one team just had to score one more point than the other, and we're not here. But that's not what happened because when you when you couple in the the, when you couple in the Pittsburgh game too, the Pittsburgh Ravens game going overtime and them being that close, then Pittsburgh barely coming out on top. I mean, and then you go to this game and Pittsburgh needs. I think it was if either team wins, Pittsburgh gets in, right? Or was it? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was either team wins, Pittsburgh gets in, and they make it to overtime. And you're sitting there sweating as a Pittsburgh fan. But Chris Collinsworth, to his to his credit, I love Chris Collinsworth. Now, here's a guy. I love that guy. He was the one calling it. He was calling it towards the end of the fourth. He was saying, what if they went to overtime? And, you know, both of these teams, if they if they tie, like they both go to the playoffs. And, and uh, is it Al Michaels? I think is the other one. Al Michaels is mm-hmm. saying, Chris, you know, you're, you're being a conspiracy theorist. Like, you got all this and that. It turns out it's fucking true. Like, it almost happened. And Chris Collinsworth is sitting there like a G almost calling that. That was unbelievable. I was watching it late, late night and truly believed it was going to end in a tie. Like truly. And the steel or the Raiders coach said at the very end in the press conference, he said, yeah, we were thinking about it. He wasn't thinking about it. He was going to do it. If you didn't call a timeout, Brandon Staley, get out of here. Crazy. Messed, Did messed you... up your old season. Not only that, he was second or first quarter. Did you watch the full game, AM, or no? Dude, yeah. The fourth Herbert, down call. Man. Oh, my God. Dude, that fourth down call in, like, the second quarter, he's on, like, his own 18, and he goes for it on fourth and, like, six. Yeah. And they're close or tied or something along those lines. Crazy. Dude. Herbert played like, an amazing game, dude. He did. Dude. It's wild. Prisoner's what? Dilemma on that ending man i don't know i'm i'm still upset that they got rid of um uh anthony help me uh anthony win last year head coach lynn lynn anthony lynn yes. i'm still mad they got rid of him he was great i really liked him brandon staley mm. get out of town mm, staley's pretty great i mean this is first year but what the defensive work he did for the la rams that was pretty great dude it's hard to not when you got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and all that. I mean, come on. I mean, yes, but I have a little newfound respect for him. Uh, randomly, a couple months ago, I came across a YouTube video that explained Staley's defense and his style um, when he was with the Rams, the defensive coordinator of the Rams, and how it's the essentially, you know, how, you know, football, every sport, there's evolution to it. He's that on the defensive side, the next level. He's the next generation. He's already in mm. year 20, 2050. Mm. And he was explaining the techniques, which, of course, I do not fucking remember, nor can I explain <laughs> it to, on here. Single but, high safety. <laughs> yeah, single high safety, right? But essentially, I was kind of like, dang, that is smart. Hmm. <laughs> I had a newfound respect for him. I mean, he didn't win, and he made the wrong call at the end of the game. Well, see, that's the thing about a head coach. You know, you got to make timeout calls and stuff. Oh. Well, we're not going to pick our teams today 
because got to give it some time, you know, like got to let it got to let it relish a little bit, let it grow. Uh, we'll be coming back though Friday. You're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. Throwback to God, it must have been early 2020 is when we started when we stopped doing that. Um, no, it was like 20 early, late 2020, mid 2021. Yeah, no, 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 dude. 2021, we were still doing three episodes a week. Yeah, God, look at us, we're animals. Uh, We'll be coming back on Friday. Little little short episode for y'all with just our NFL picks. Figured it deserved its own separate bracket, especially because you know we're gonna have quite a bit to talk about. There's a lot of matchups, a lot of really really good matchups uh, that I'm very very excited for. So, and we got wild card week, super wild card weekend is what they're calling it now, and I'm excited for that. So, uh, that's everything I got, man. Did we did we? We cover the basis on all this, David. We got everything yeah. we need. A uh, little fun fact: apparently, uh, Conor McGregor makes eight point six million dollars per minute. I don't know how the fuck that's possible, but Jesus, talk about rich! Then second highest person makes like four hundred and forty-four thousand dollars per minute. It was Canelo, <laughs> yeah, Canelo, Canelo per minute. Yeah, I was just like, huh? What? Eight point six million? What? That's literally like if he dropped a grand. I need some math on. That. He dropped a grand. Is it even worth picking up? Like him picking up that thousand dollars? Like shit, that's crazy. Is it like that would be? Because I remember they had that joke where LeBron James, if he dropped a hundred dollars, it wouldn't be worth time picking it up because he already made another hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's got to be a fraction of a penny to him. If you drop a thousand dollars, you make eight million dollars a minute. That has to be because he knocks some people out like in seconds, right? Like he, right? I mean, not this, not this past year. I saw he, that study. It, it was like, uh, was it career or was it? What? Do you remember? Was it career earnings like eight eight million per minute, or was it like this last year eight million per minute? Because it. if it's if it's career, it's got to be in 2021. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You fought one time, right? Twice. He won the first one against Poirier, right? No, he fought Poirier twice, lost twice. Oh, that's right. Well, he won the first. All right, first all right. Time. Technically, the second one was Doctor Stoppage. Doctor Stoppage. Oh. Uh, so, the third but, one is when he broke his leg. Yes. It's still tough to watch. Ugh. A little bit, a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, two fans, you know. You know where to find us. I'm at Cowboy Canella. That's at It's Alex Mr. Bombastic. Oh. Oh, sorry. I, I did Alejandro before. It was just I'm going in order from my screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? At Alex DeClaire. Uh, sli- at Sliced Apples Pod on Twitter. At Sliced Apples Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And youtube slash devil's podcast on youtube oh, we got youtube vids oh, now we got we, we got full youtube vids out there david oh see i was about to do a clean outro and then we just gotta add some new oh we gotta uh, add it gotta add some new so at slice apples pod on twitter at slice apples podcast on tiktok youtube and instagram and uh thank you a lot two fans once again and we'll see you next time